I've had a fever for about two weeks and people have been telling me that it's gone to my head because I'm acting strange. And I only realized it was true today because I was looking in the mirror and I white people smiled at myself because I was trying to be polite. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Welcome to Cut the Foreplay Fever Edition, and by that I mean I'm sweating and I'm shaking and temperature is at like 40, but Nicole Scherzinger is also in the back doing a rendition. Also brown and also sweating, but super sexy. You just can't see it because it's not on video. Sucks to be you. What's up, Nicole? She's not actually here. I'm genuinely delusional now. So what I'm trying to say is that I can't be held accountable for anything that I say, whether it's sexist or racist. I do draw the line at bestiality because there's no amount of fever that can get me to that point. Let's start the episode. I don't know how we've gone through life together for the past four or five years and I haven't said the following. Jesus Christ, mother of cunt. That is a long time. That's from my early 20s to my late 20s. Get it, we're in a relationship. Smothering me. So I don't know how I haven't said this. I absolutely fuck fucking love DMX. That's not a joke. I have his greatest hits album and I used to drive around in a white minivan and listen to it. Yes, I know. I know. Now DMX, Mr. Earl Simmons, as I like to call it, will appear before a judge in New York because of the following arrest. Wait for it. How wait for it. How wait for it. Tax evasion. What? I thought this guy had a little bit more street cred than that. I thought he would like stab someone in the clit. Do I have to censor clit? Is that a thing? Version of Nadia that's editing it. Is clit a thing that you need to censor? I don't know, I'm gonna find out. And failure to file tax returns. Apparently, he concealed his true income for a couple of years. He said 2011, he wasn't sure. 2012, he's like, I'm not really certain still. In 2013, he's like, nah, bruv, I made $10,000. Excuse fucking me. DMX making $10,000? Royalties alone. And I'm just there buying every album over and over again, trying to look for him on vinyl. iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. MySpace, High Five, LinkedIn. He's probably not getting money from any of those, but still. I know in the US it's different and I'm supposed to be like, DMX, Earl Simmons, pay your taxes. But as a Kenyan, personally, we all fucking know that taxes are a lie. I might as well go around Jehovah's Witness style and collect money from each home and take it straight into a politician's pocket and we all know it. Someone recently tweeted a picture and uh, it was a guy that was writing his black mamba and he had loaves of bread in the back that he was gonna go sell. Of course, he hits a puddle and the loaves of bread go into it and he can no longer do so because he lined up the entire fucking day, which we all will in a couple of days, to vote for politicians that give no fucks about us. Just put it out there. That has nothing to do with DMX. Let's go back. Now, DMX, because he didn't pay his taxes, is looking at, wait for it, 44. I had to say it in a British accent or in a morphed one for you to understand. 44 years in prison. Is that even re- I haven't even been on this earth for 44 years and this dude's gonna go in there and sit there and think about the fact that he didn't pay money to the government. Ooh-wee. I wanna see that. I wanna see what that looks like. Orange is the new black, but like, man edition. DMX is just there like, barking at people. Let me just Google him, because I feel like I've convinced myself into thinking this guy's hot. One second. 100% very incorrect. He's definitely not attractive. Looks like a thumb. So I've been waiting for a comeback album for what is forever, and it's clearly not gonna happen because 44 fucking years is a long ass time. 
Sidebar, I'd like to think that I would be one of those people that would go to prison and learn like Spanish and French and blah, 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 and come out really fit. But I'd probably have like six roles and even my English would regress. <laughs> you think I'm kidding, but if someone gave me 44 years, I'd be like, you think I can't nap for that long? Challenge accepted. I also worry about this more than I should because I do watch Orange is the New Black. I'm very ethnically ambiguous. So what category, like where would I go? I would just have to stand in the middle isolated Susan and cry. <sighs> just life can be so tough sometimes. Speaking of things that are absolutely shit that have happened, this happened in Spain. I am, my, I'm, yes, my, my brain is broke from all the information. I'm going to spare you all the legal jargon, but this is basically what it is. There's a Dutch girl uh, that went to Spain on vacation, 17 years old, went bungee jumping, and the instructor had poor English. He turned to her and said, no jump. And uh, what he meant was don't jump. And she heard now jump. And she jumped and he hadn't like taken all the safety precautions. He hadn't done everything he was supposed to in terms of strapping her on. That sounds terrible. It's take it a step back. He hadn't done everything possible in terms of keeping her safe. There we go. And uh, she jumped and she plummeted to her death. And I didn't think stuff like this happened. I thought that I was just irrational when I would say stuff like that, but it actually happened. Of course, now they have to go to court over it because of the fact that she was 17 years old. She's underage. They didn't check to see if her parents had written her any form of consent on that homicide through negligence tip. Things are happening. I will keep you updated, but it's just a bizarre case, like such an unfortunate situation. I can't remember how it goes exactly, but my best friend's dad always used to say that you should get a job that's uh, relevant, but not overly important. And I understand that. I get to be sick and talk shit and everything's gonna be okay, no one's gonna die, but imagine being a surgeon that's hungover. You know, I just don't want that kind of responsibility in my life. Speaking of responsibility, this is something that has uh, me feeling some type of way. I just came across this article a few days ago and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. I need your opinion and it's so much that I need to start off with a prayer. Here we go. Lord, please let me accept the things they can't change and pray that all of their pain be champagne. Amen. That's definitely a Kanye lyric, but it'll do. So I'm not gonna bore you with all the nitty gritty of the details, but I will let you know the gist of it. So this NYPD cop got shot in a random attack when they're trying to resuscitate him at the hospital. They turned to the wife and said, hey, what in the fuck should we do in terms of the sperm? I don't know where that came from. Where would that question come up? I know I've watched like nine seasons of Grey's Anatomy, but I have absolutely no idea when in the world this would ever come up. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, we're losing him. Defibrillator, charged to 100 and... That's a gun. <laughs> you know what I'm getting at. They're like, okay, he's definitely gonna die. What should we do with his penis? So this guy dies and the wife says, let's freeze the sperm and they do. She decides that she wants to go through the process in vitro fertilization and they do that. And recently she just gave birth to a dead person's child. I, I am very confused. And I'm, I'm the kind of person that really believes in organic things. 
it just seems like the strangest thing in the world. And I'm one of those human beings where I don't really judge anyone for anything. So she definitely has her reasons. But I feel like psychologically that would take a toll on you. Where do you have to be uh, emotionally to be like, hey, I miss my husband so much and I want a piece of him here. So I'm going to have a child with him even though he's dead. Okay, she goes through the, the process. This kid is born. That child will never live up to her expectations because she wants him to be a piece of her husband and the greatest child in the world as every parent wants their kid to be. I would be so overwhelmed even from the womb. And that's just gonna, that's just room for disappointment. Do you know what I mean? It's coming from a place of such heartache that I can't imagine that it would go well. And it's also just really fucking weird to me. This dude's dead and you're like, his sperm is just swimming around inside you. Man, with that being said, I genuinely do wish her well. Like, that's a tough decision to make, but good on you, and I hope you're happy. And on a scale of one to insensitive, the things that I probably said were at, like a off-the-charts kind of situation, over-the-fence, out-of-the-park, World Series kind of off-the-charts. Hey, yo, it's Mary-Kate and Ashley reference. But uh, I want to know what you guys think. Tweet me at It's Nadia Favre or comment uh, below. What a time to be alive! Shit's getting wild up in here. Of course, when I bring up strange things that happen when you're in love or that human beings do when they're in love, the one person that comes to mind is the man that has had 900,000 exes. A beaut of a human being, a friend, and quite the talent, Mr. Nicolas Ndeda. Nicolas. Nicolas. It is great to be back. You done with your corn nuts? Um, not yet, but uh, <laughs> this is definitely a snack I'm taking with me. Amazing. The loudest snack in the world. So cool. Mr. Uh, serial monogamist. The guy himself. with the track record of, what, 16 breakups. Are, are you at 16? Yeah, fortunately. I think of it as fortunately. Oh my goodness. Okay, so we're, I want you to walk me through what it's like. I think fortunately... There were a bunch of breakups where I might have seen it coming a little bit, but what helped was that the breakup was so, it was so instant, it was, it was on a grand scale and emotions were all over the place, but it just happened and you know, you didn't have to like sleep the night before worrying about how this breakup is going to happen. Like it just, like things would happen and you'd be like, okay, yeah, this, this just ended, so I'll walk <laughs> away. I, rem I remember like one, the one that happened on my birthday. Who breaks up with you on your birthday? But she did give me a really cool gift. Oh, was it a blowy? No. Oh, damn it. Was, it. <laughs> uh, this was a gift that keeps on giving, and in a good way. Uh-huh. Because it, it was a mug that I used till now, and this was when I was 20. Oh, shit. Yeah, so... Look at that. See, there, there's breakup gifts. In that instance, I guess she, she felt she had to because it was my birthday. Why would you break up with me? <laughs> my, of course, she, well, she broke up with me because I said something that really hurt her. I had just joined campus, actually, yeah. Uh -huh. So it was my first semester. She'd been on campus for about two semesters, so she asked... You know, in this university with all these people, wouldn't you forget all about me and you'll stop? And I said, I said something to the effect of, if we were to break up, I wouldn't feel so bad. Like, I know I would cry the first day, but I'd get over it. <laughs> Yeah. So basically, there's plenty of fish kind of situation. Yeah, so I guess oh. on my birthday, she was like, here's a great gift. It's a mug. Enjoy it. I know you don't drink tea, but you like it. And I, yeah, let's see how that's, that whole thing about you crying for one day and getting over me the next will work oh out. Oh my God, that is harsh. Mm -hmm. So that's one that you didn't see coming. Uh, yeah. Is there one that you felt uh, was weighing down on you for a long time because i have a buddy who's been wanting to break up with her boyfriend for what is two years two years yeah and each time we get to that brink she's like i'm gonna know i'm not gonna do it ah chickening out at the last minute because yeah, 
because maybe guilt feelings i mean two years is a long time i i was once in a relationship that i felt towards um now this is the last the last two months of the relationship yeah she was moving to mombasa for work i was going to be here i was just starting to get more acting work at the theater so i was really excited about that there was I had no, and the shows over the weekends. And she was like, well, you know, even if I'm in Mombasa, you can come by over the weekends because you have school during the weekdays. Uh, uh, but then I had performances at the theater over the weekend. Yeah. So I knew this was not going. And for the longest time, I'd never been a fan of long distance relationships. So I don't think there's a human being in the world that should be. Yeah, because it just, even despite, and this was pre-SGR. So coast was a big deal. Like yeah, it yeah. was going to take a whole lot of logistics. So, oh man, I steered, I feel like I steered myself towards the direction of this actress who were doing a play with. Mm -hmm. And she was really feeling my vibes. And I was like, yay. And what was weird was this actress is like 10 years older than I was. Oh, and she was one she was one of those who a lot of the actors had tried getting with her and she had this 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 barrier that no one could seem to penetrate yeah hey oh and then <laughs> comes little old me i think i was 22 at the time i was 22 at the time and and somehow she just really liked hanging out with me and and then girlfriend moves to mombasa because i remember i drafted the email on a monday on a sunday afternoon and i said i'll send it on monday and then i didn't send it on monday because I was like, no, uh, this, oh, why are you going to break up with her via email? And I was you're like, also picturing the other person reading these words, and you're like, you think everything's okay. You click on Gmail, and it was so whack. And, and then the, I think the worst thing was the timing because I sent the email on the Tuesday yeah. saying that, you know, I feel like, I feel like with you being away, and me spending all this time at the theater, I, I feel myself drawn towards other people, specifically this one lady who, for some reason, I just can't stop thinking about her. But why am I thinking about her when I have a girlfriend who's nice and sweet and caring like you? I don't know why I wrote all that shit because yeah. it just... It, the point was, I'm fucking breaking up with you. I, I do respect that, though, because you don't want to be that person that says things like, you know, it's not just not working and someone mm -hmm. has to think about why for the rest of your life, of their lives. It's kind of nice to hear, hey, we're supposed to be together, but I'm having thoughts about other people and that worries me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 I don't know why, but for some reason I felt, I felt like... Like it was i felt like that was even worse really? like i felt like you could have just said it's over you know and then i sent it on a tuesday morning at nine and i, I it hit me after i had clicked send that on tuesdays she had because she just joined the the company's mombasa branch so she was still new but on tuesdays they had meetings yeah and it was very um challenging for her in a new environment so i was like man why would you do that in the morning she has a meeting and then you break up with uh... her she told me she cried all day in the office no 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 yeah i felt really oh, bad jesus I stalked her for about two months after that. <laughs> God. Yeah. That's, that's how you come back from stuff like that. You mm -hmm. stalk. Declared me crazy and we never spoke. We reconnected on Facebook. Years later, it wasn't the same. I unfriended her one night on the low. Oh. And so she's happy now. She's happy now. Yeah. So now we are, we've gone through two breakups. Mm -hmm. I want to hear what your favorite one is in terms of like, what is the worst uh. thing possible? So when you reiterate the story, you're like, how the fuck? <laughs> How did that happen to me? Again, when I was young, I started dating 
um, a lot of actresses. Yeah. And this one in particular, I think it's just from the way you meet someone should really tell a lot about how the relationship's going to go. Because when I met this girl, it was at a party and she was crying. Oh, Nick. And the reason why she was crying was because her then man had said he was going to come through. And then at the last minute, he doesn't come through. And this is a house party that's really far off. I just remember her being on the phone saying, so what am I supposed to do? I don't know these people. And then she broke down and started crying. And everyone's in their party having fun. I felt sorry for her. Uh So I went through, I was like, yo, what's wrong? And we started talking and it was cool. Great conversation. Had a good night. Next day, we left the party. She gets in touch with me a week later. Mm -hmm. She came to the theater when I was rehearsing a play. And and it was fun. We hang out. I'm like, wow, you're really cool. She's half um taita half japanese i remember very, this one yeah, yeah very yeah, yeah. very 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 cool girl and she acts in this tv show and I, and I watched her and i was like oh she's she's she plays a very out there character yeah but she seems so mellow and then we went out to the club and uh. i saw this other side of her that was very very wild like she she commands attention because she's short and then she's she can get loud when she drinks people noticing her because now you're you're on tv and you're good looking guys would try to grab at the club and she would not turn to fight them she would turn and be like my boyfriend will kick your ass oh no boyfriend of mine nick where are you i have so many times we were in the club i got dragged into fights i had nothing to do with i was chilling when maybe on someone earth would you ever start a fight is what i'm thinking of like... exactly like i never i go to the club or a bar i'm just chilling drinking and you know just seeing life pass by yeah. and with her every single time there'd be an altercation of some sort i'd have to bail her out and fortunately they never got really crazy like yeah. it would just be loud and someone would be like where get your chicken check and she'd be like yo my boyfriend will get you and check and i was scrolling back and so i was like let's let's not get into this pipe down. i didn't like that kind of attention and i didn't like that kind of energy in the relationship that's what i didn't like about it everything yeah. else was kind of cool but then that started weighing down on me and i guess because i was really young at the time she was about two three years older than i was mm-hmm. so i was like this this has to end but at that time i used to get all this attention from from women in theater like the actresses were always all upon me woot woot my young self get was... it also don't, don't you notice that when you're with someone else that's when everyone wants that's when you. everyone all of a I'm sudden like, says you are that. so attractive Where i hate it you guys when i was single like... exactly and i go to break up with her in her house and she lived in a small house, the kind that the kitchen was joint, was adjunct with the with the living room. Yeah. So she was in the kitchen cutting up some stuff, and I go like, no, no, so no, 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 I think no, this should no. be. I don't know why I didn't see the warning sign. Yeah, she had dude. a knife, so when I tell her, I think we should put pause. She put, she grabbed the knife and just stuck it on the on the chopping board, and she turns and she's like. You're breaking up with me because you've been screwing someone else. I'm like, uh, no. Uh, why why would that be the first thing you think? And she's like, no, you are. I see the way women look at you. I see the way you talk to them. You're sleeping with one of them, aren't you? And I'm trying to in the trying to tell her that no, that's not what's happening. I just think you're a little bit crazy. <laughs> yeah, because that's what you want to say at that point. Yeah, yeah she grabbed the knife and just almost swooshed it right past me, like, whoa, you almost cut me with Shit, you were, were you trying to? And she moves towards me with the knife and I just freaked. I freak out and I run out through the door. Now she stayed, this was, um, she was staying in Madari, in the Madari slum area. Going to her house, we had to pass this alley that had these really thug type of dudes. Oh God. The kind sitting in a corner smoking weed with hats, you can't see the eyes, but she knew them. So every time we'd walk to her place, she'd say hi to them. I'd be like, cool. 
at least I had her for protection. Yeah. She was really tiny, so it was a very <laughs> funny scene. Yeah. But this time around, I'm running out of the house, oh, and God. she just yells to the guys who are at the corner, stop that guy. And I see these dudes all getting up, and I'm running, and I stop, and I'm like, shit, are they going to come towards me? And they start coming this way, and I see this girl with a knife, and I just bolted. It's noon. It's not it's night time. It's noon. <laughs> Like there is life yes. happening. People are buying stuff, selling, walking, going about Nobody their everyday life. I am there. I'm running. I just ran. I saw a matatu. I just jumped into the matatu. Even the conductor was like, yo, what's the deal? Just told them, just go. Because I see these guys also running towards me. I guess, obviously, the, the instinctive thing would have probably been, this guy stolen something. Yeah. Fortunately, because I, I used to dress very reserved and prim and proper back then. I guess when I jumped in, it looked like, it really did look like I was running from thugs. And they did just, look very thuggish. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So the, the conductor just let it slide. I was like, I don't care where this mat is going. Just, go. let's just go. And Holy shit. Didn't speak with her for like eight years. I saw her on Facebook, married now with children, very happy. How do you uh, meet someone, mm -hmm. you fall for someone, and then years later or months later, this is what they reveal to you. They're like BT dubs. Every time I was chopping something, I could have stabbed you, but I just chose not to. Mm -hmm. It's such a weird fucked up thing. One girl I dated told me once, and this was, this was terrible because this is after three years of dating. And she tells me, if you had shown me who you really were a year into dating, you could have saved me two years. Oh my fucking fuck. And what did you show her? Here's the thing. Um, I believe that when in a bunch of old relationships and part of the reason why I think those failed actually was because when I'd get into a relationship, I would really want to, I would really want to be in every, to be good with every um, facet of her life. Yeah. So if she likes poetry, I would take an interest into poetry, I get see. into poetry. I don't want to say that I ever pretended to like something I didn't like. You put it a little bit too much of an effort. Yeah, a little okay. bit too much extra effort on it to the point that at this, when we got to this part of the relationship, she was on a fast, on a f not oh. eating, not drinking. And she was like, honey, do this with me, you know? I need support, strength, system. And I said, cool. You need strength from calories. I know. And I was like, <laughs> okay, so, so we're going to fast. So we did it. One, two, three, four, four and a half days into it. We're talking no food at all. I was surviving on water now because I was smoking cigarettes. She doesn't smoke. And I'd smoke cigarettes and I'd get hungry and I'd get thirsty. And then she invited me over to her mother's house. For what? Dinner? Uh, <laughs> no, um, she was, um, she was packing some stuff to take to a friend. Uh -huh. And then on this day that I was invited, there was no one, no one was supposed to be in the house. So she was meant to be just there by herself. Yeah. I show up, um, her aunt was there. Her aunt had made chapos. Oh, that's your her weakness. Aunt Fucking made chapos on that day. Who would do that to you? And I say, okay. <laughs> I love how you're salvating right now. Willpower. And I, I, I struggle. I struggle. To, I said, I'll keep it together. I'll definitely do this. I, I, I won't fall into temptation. And then she says, um, could you do me a favor? Mm -mm. Pack some chapos for my friend who I'm going to see. This is why I respect people who fast. I kid you not. I touched. I touched <laughs> one chapel like this. And it's like the energy, the goodness. It ran from my thumb all the way, I felt it rush through that my elbow. went through your body. All the way until, and then just before it got to the tongue, because I could feel it traveling, like, uh-huh, here comes the chapel, here it comes, here it comes. 
And then it just stopped and I was like, no, the only way you can get it is if you taste it. Taste it. I was like, no, do not do it. You're, you're doing this with your girlfriend. And I didn't. You didn't I do didn't. it? I didn't. I wrapped up the chapels and I said, I'm, I, I will not fall for it. And I put the chapels away. You're a good fucking boyfriend. I've never seen you refuse chapels, even if you had 12 beforehand. I know. And then a demon popped up somewhere in the house and jumped into one chapel, which <laughs> grabbed onto my hand. <laughs> And then I put it in my bag. No, you didn't. You were literally stealing. So I stole a chapel and we left the house. And I'm rolling with the guilt of I just stole a chapati from my girlfriend's mother's house. I told myself, I'll throw it away. That's what I'll do. I'll throw this chapati away. <laughs> now, here is why the universe is crazy. Uh -huh. We get to her friend's place. To enter the house, you, ha you have to have your bag searched. What the? Where because did Because it was, it was one of those um, hostel types of areas. Okay. They have to search the bag. And my girlfriend's oh. like, oh, well, that's okay. You just have chapels wrapped up. And my girlfriend was like, actually, give me the bag. They won't search me if it's me. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool. And then we get to the door and they, they ask her, madam, let's search your bag. She's like, really? She's like, okay, fine. All you'll find there is something wrapped up. And that's food. And they open the bag. And I was just like... Do you want the embarrassment of the guy pulling out a loose chapati? Like, <laughs> there's this wrapped up here, but there's this loose chapati. What is this about? You literally just threw it in your bag. I just threw it in there because cause I heard her coming and I was oh worried no, and the devil was God. real. I just whispered in her ear really loud that I took a chapel from your mom's. It's <laughs> lying there. And she turns and looks at me like, what the... And they opened the bag. They didn't even bother about the extra chapel. They just looked and oh. said, oh, food, okay, go in. And I'm like, dude, no. obviously it's a fucking chapel. It they wouldn't have made a big deal. Ruined your relationship with the chapati, dude. She didn't say anything. We sat with a friend. She just looked at me and was like, hmm. And then later on, we get back to town. And she's like, do you want to eat? And I'm like, oh. and it's like, no, it's okay. If you want to eat, we can go have food. And she goes and she buys me fries. And no, she it's a test. There. Don't do it, Nick. And she's like, go ahead, eat. I know you want to. I did. I ate them fries. <laughs> As I was eating the fries, she's just like, you stole a chapati from my mother's house. <laughs> I can't look at you the same way. <laughs> and now at some point I was like, seriously, it's, it's the principle of the thing. You stole food from my mother's house. It wasn't the fact, she wasn't upset at the fact that I broke the fast. It was that I stole from... I stole food from her mom. But any realistic, rational human being would have been like, dude, you were it, like backed up in a corner, so hungry that you had to steal one chapati from someone else's home. Just like, one. You just, I don't think you did anything wrong. If anything, you're a fucking trooper, dude. And I, the breakup text started with, I can't believe you stole a chapati from my mother's house. And then a bunch of stuff in the middle, and then it ended with, Q single ladies. I'll never forget the end of the text. Oh she my wrote, God. Q single ladies. Boo, I'm glad you got rid of her. She sounds tacky.